Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. So next up on our essential techniques, our human techniques, is vibrato. And vibrato is so important to learn to execute properly. Okay, vibrato, what you're doing is, and again, we're coming from a rock and roll perspective here. So I'm going to show you how to play a regular vibrato. We will talk about a classical vibrato, but I really want to show you how a regular vibrato works. So basically, if we think about the approach that we have on the guitar when we play, one approach is, is that we lower our wrist down, which we've talked about many times for playing bar chords or, you know, maybe a spread fingering or something like that, that we're trying to learn how to play a three note per string pattern, which we've talked about all these things. When it comes to vibrato, there's lots of different ways you can do it, but the best way of executing a proper vibrato is getting your thumb over the top and you grab onto the guitar. And I want to show you this. So if I turn... What I want you to see is my wrist is not in this position. What I'm actually doing is literally grabbing onto the guitar like this, okay? I've, I've got a hold of the guitar, okay? And when I do that vibrato, I'm going to go to the, the uh, first finger at the fifth fret of the third string right there, okay? So I'm actually touching the bottom of the guitar right here. I'm grabbing onto that string, and my thumb is coming over the top. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my forearm, turn my wrist, and pull that string toward the floor. And I'm going to pull it as far as I choose to pull it, depending on how wide I want that vibrato, and then I'm going to bring it back to starting point, which is not bending the string at all. Now, when you start learning how to do this, Number one, you might feel a little bit of pain in your finger because you're literally pulling with your finger. So what I want you to, to see here is when I'm doing this, I'm not doing this. Like this is not happening. Okay. I'm going to take my finger off the string just for a second and just hover it over. So this is what I'm doing. I'm turning and see how much that finger is turning. I'm pulling that string along with me. So the difference here is instead of trying to learn how to do a vibrato where you just put your finger down like this and you start going... Notice how I don't have as much control when I try and do this. Okay, this, the vibrato winds up sounding like out of control. Now again, if that's the kind of vibrato you're looking for, then I guess that would be okay, okay? But what we're looking for here is a controlled element. We're trying to figure out how wide we want to make that vibrato and how fast we want to make that vibrato. Those are the two elements of a vibrato. So when I grab onto the guitar, I'm stabilizing my hand. I'm holding onto the guitar, and I'm turning, and I'm pulling that string, and I'm choosing how wide I want it and how fast or slow I want that vibrato to go. So I'm the one in control. If I want a nice, smooth, small vibrato... <laughs> on any finger, okay? 
I could do vibrato. I should have said that about the slides too. Needless to say, you can do slide on any finger, but I can do vibrato on any finger I choose. Just depending on where I land as I'm moving, maneuvering around the fretboard. I can do a vibrato with just one finger. If I wanted to set down all three fingers, for instance, if I want to do a seventh fret here, I could set down three fingers for more stability if I choose to, or I can just use one finger like this. Again, there's no right way. The, the goal here, the, the most right answer I can give you is the control that I've got. Because when you try and do this, it's harder to have that control. Everything begins to sound more like it's from outer space. Okay. And most of the time, I would refer to it as more of a blues vibrato, even though it, it doesn't need to be blues, but it really is that, you know, you think of like Zach Wilde, who has a really wide vibrato. You know, I can control how much of that I want, and I can make sure that the width and the speed of that vibrato is consistent. So the waveform that I'm creating with my vibrato is consistent. It's not erratic. Okay. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Because most of the time, it doesn't really sound good, right? I mean, again, who am I to say? But it just seems like that's not really what you'd be looking for. So you might be playing in this position. And then you want to hit your vibrato and you drop into this position. So shifting the wrist is something that very much happens. It happens to us all the time. If you think about it, if we're playing open chords or something, our wrist is moving. That's why my elbow isn't sitting on my leg, right? So my wrist is free to do whatever. Well, when I start playing... Now, I might get into a situation where my thumb just can't be over the top. Well, that's okay, okay? I'm going to still do the same idea, though. I'm going to have my thumb back here, and I'm going to try and control that with, again, opening a doorknob. That's kind of the motion that I'm using there. Okay, so if my thumb has to be back here, I'm still going to try and control that as best I can. You see? I find I have far more control when my thumb comes over the top because I can make that wider and, and still maintain control of everything I'm doing. But sometimes I just don't have the availability. It doesn't happen. I might be playing. And I just can't get into this blues stance, if you will. So again, I'm not doing this. This is not what I'm doing. 
It's coming from the wrist, okay? It's opening a doorknob. That's what I'm doing. Even if my thumb winds up being back here, I'm still opening that doorknob. It's not this, okay? So you really want to try and get used to that. Now, if you're like me and you have uh, a whammy bar that you can use, oftentimes when I get into those situations... <laughs> I'll use my whammy bar as my vibrato. Now, you don't have to, you know, use that if you don't like to, but with the whammy bar, all I'm doing is just adding a little bit. I can depress or pull up a little bit or use a combination of both, just very subtly. To create a vibrato that I like as well. And it's not trying to take the place of a regular vibrato, but I really like the sound of it. So sometimes I'll use that vibrato, a whammy bar vibrato. Then I get my more rock and roll kind of vibrato like that. Now, the standard or rock and roll vibrato versus a classical vibrato. Classical vibrato is more, you're taking the string and instead of trying to bend it, what you're simply doing is trying to move back and forth within the fret itself like this. The problem for a rock and roll guitar player or a blues guitar player, or electric guitar player for the most part, is that it's usually not enough vibrato. It's so subtle that you don't get much. That doesn't mean that it's not useful, though. There might be times when you want an ultra, ultra mellow vibrato and just moving back and forth a little bit between that fret, between those two fret wires, I should say, is enough to create the vibrato that you want. You know, I grew up with the Eric Clapton's of the world, that sort of playing Jimmy Page, learning that kind of vibrato. So that's where that came from. But a really nice mellow vibrato is always really sweet, too. And that, for me, is kind of where sometimes my, my whammy bar will be really good for that. Where I can make it more aggressive if I choose to. But so I'm always thinking about that. When I go for that vibrato at the end of a phrase or wherever it might be, I'm the one that chooses how wide and aggressive it is or how mellow it is. Whether it's coming from my fingers in a blues stance, it's coming from more of a spread fingering kind of position down here, okay? Either way, it's not coming from here, okay? And whether or not I wanna use that whammy bar as some of my, uh, my vibrato as well. So learning how to control that vibrato is really, really important, okay? Developing comfortability in that vibrato. So now you've got sliding, and you've got vibrato, which they go wonderfully hand in hand. When you play, you see? So you can see how I'm combining all these elements we've been talking about throughout this course to learn how to navigate, to learn how to play, to learn how to execute various ideas as I'm playing across the guitar. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. All right, another really great thing to do with your arpeggios is to start expanding them a little bit to add in some other key notes, okay? 
Now, some of those notes might be something like um, the seventh, which is a really common thing for us to add into an arpeggio. And again, if you don't know what a seventh is, don't, don't stress over it. It's okay. But let's just go back and let's add in another note. Now, that means we're going to have four notes, though, right? So instead of just playing the root, the third, and the fifth, however we're doing it, we're going to add in one more note. So the next note that we add in is going to be what we call the seventh. Now, we can add in what's called the major seventh, which is right behind the C or the root, whatever root you're, you're looking for. It's the note right behind it, half step right behind it. It's a really pretty note. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.